I have a statistic to share with you today. The e-learning industry is expected to be worth more than $460 billion by 2026. This was in a report from reportlinker.com. So let's talk about some of these trends and how we're gonna make this happen. Welcome to the Course Creators HQ Podcast, helping you navigate the latest techniques for creating and marketing online courses. And now, here is your host, Julie Hood. So before we jump in on the whole e-learning industry and some of the trends, I just wanted to mention one other thing. If you have not yet grabbed the planner for 2023 and you're a little like me, my planning kind of got lost in December. <laughs> so feel free, the link's in the show notes to get the 2023 planner. Make sure you go all the way to the end. Um, section six has some really cool pages that you might be able to use. So hopefully that will help you feel a little bit more organized as we run into 2023. But I wanted to really talk about trends today. I got this incredible report from Thinkific where they put together some 2023 trends. And these weren't just like the light fluffy ones that you hear every now and then. Like these were serious researched trends and I agreed with what they were saying. So I put the link in the show notes at coursecreatorshq.com slash 131 if you also want to download the entire report and kind of see what they pulled together. But they surveyed over 2,000 people across the U.S. and it's specifically talking about the trends for creators and kind of where things are headed in the year ahead. They called it the digital learning trends for 2023. So I want to pick one of them today to really dig into because I think there's some things that as course creators, we can capitalize on and really use to our advantage as we move forward. And so this was the first trend that they mentioned, and that is micro learning emerges as a solution for life on the go. Micro learning emerges as a solution. And when I first read this, I was like, mm, what are they talking about? <laughs> but when I dug into it a little bit more, there's some good stuff here. So they define micro learning as anything under 10 minutes. So you can think bite-sized lessons um, and especially things 30 to 60 seconds. So um, let's dig in a little bit on that. So I've been telling y'all for a long time now, I think most of your lessons should be between five and 15 minutes. And if they're not, you need a reason why. So 100% um, agree with this under 10 minutes video rule, just because of the intention span of our audience. And, and how we, you know, when we sit down to listen to something, having a uh, video that's super long is very depressing. <laughs> so um, that's the first thing is they were talking about having these shorter videos in your courses and how uh, beneficial it is. And there's a couple other things around this too. For your students, they are using it, this short video, as an easy way to discover new topics. So that includes discovering you and how you can help them. It's also much easier to absorb the content 
And with our attention span and constant distractions, if you can narrow it down and give the short bite-sized pieces of information, you're much more likely to be helpful for your listeners. So, and I will tell you, 30 to 60 seconds is really kind of hard for me because I want to make sure when you listen, you get something useful and actionable. And I'm trying to figure out like, how does 60 seconds give you plenty of content? Like I can do it in over 15 minutes in these podcast episodes, but I'm still working on getting it even shorter. So we'll talk about uh, a little bit further down, like how you can figure this out and some of the things I'm doing to help get better at it. But the other thing I want to mention on this short video thing and concept is for course creation as a creator, it is definitely faster and easier to create these shorter videos. Because if you mess up, it's quicker to redo it and do a retake. And it's so much better for your audience. So lots of advantages to having these shorter videos. And then this micro learning concept, I also noticed with the Noom mobile app from a couple years ago, they help with weight loss. And they had these one screen mobile lessons that you would swipe through. And I think they had about six to 10 lessons per, per section, per module per se. And they actually didn't have video. Maybe they do now. I don't know. I am not in it anymore, but I was really impressed with the way it was teaching. It would have an image and then it would have a screen full of content and teaching about a concept and then you would swipe to get to the next lesson per se the next screen <laughs> and so it was it was a really good way to learn like i really liked it so i want you to be thinking about as you're putting your courses together are some there are some places where you could use this concept of micro learning and how could you implement it either just doing shorter videos or is it, you know, something even more elaborate than that? Now, there's one other important thing I want to make sure we talk about here. And that is that grouping your short videos into sections, into modules. Because the other thing you don't want to happen is that your student logs in and they see 51 minute videos. And it's like, okay, great. There's only, they're only one minute long, but 50 videos is also overwhelming. So be grouping them into sections so that it doesn't feel overwhelming for your students. Okay. And then I think where there's also really good places to expand here is in the course marketing side of things. And I know I've been avoiding TikTok forever, mainly because I was like, I don't want to be dancing on screen. That's just not my thing. But I do think there's some other formats that you can use for these short videos and you can do them and use them on Instagram reels and use them on YouTube shorts. So there's lots of options for repurposing and we just have to figure out how to put them together that makes sense. So I'm taking a course this week. I'll let you know, you guys may start seeing some content from me, uh, uh, if I can figure out, like, I just need to get the right approach and then I think it'll be fantastic. 
They also had another stat in here that I thought was really good, and that's that 20% of TikTokers are already using TikTok for education and learning. So it's not just cat videos and dancing. <laughs> there is actual education and stuff going on. They're using it as a search engine. And so, you know, this could be a great place for you to focus on discoverability so that people can find you and know that you can help them out. The other thing that I think could be really, really important here is using the second piece of this trend that they were talking about. And that is that people want to consume content on their mobile devices. So on their phones, on their tablets. And the actual stat they had was that more than twice as many people, 68%, prefer consuming digital content on devices rather than on desktop computers or even laptops. That was only 29%. So, you know, this is a big trend that we need to pay attention to and recognize that it can work for some markets, depending on what kind of teacher you are and what it is that you're teaching. There may be some ways that you want to really focus on being a mobile uh, device. And so the question you should be asking is, does the tool that I use to host my courses, does it have a mobile version? Does it have a mobile app that's really helpful for my students to be able to watch my courses? So I was trying to um, watch a course on my phone last night and it was a nightmare and a headache and... It was not a good experience. So I do think if you want to focus here, there is some work that needs to be done around making sure that it's a good experience for your students. And um, also sort of related to this, there is an option to create some mini courses that are mobile focused. So I'm test driving a new tool that maybe um, could be useful for this. So if it is, you'll hear more from me. If you don't hear any more, that means it didn't work. <laughs> but I'm looking into that too because... We want to focus on how we can grow, engage, kind of nurture our audience with this concept of micro learning, mini courses, um, mobile courses, uh, and, and trying to figure out how to actually do this to make it work. So my suggestion for you, if you're trying to figure this out, if you're like, okay, this is a good idea. Now, how do I actually go about doing this? The first thing I would recommend is to find some accounts that are doing this really well, that you like the way they're sharing content, and then you can model how they are interacting. Don't copy, of course, don't do the same thing that they are, but see if you can find a format that kind of works for you. So the report actually mentioned, there's a gal, her, her title on there is Miss Excel on TikTok, and she has 875,000 followers. And so I was really curious, like, how do you teach Excel on a tiny mobile screen? Because technically, really, to use it, you have to be at your computer. Like, how do you teach that? And I have to say, I was really impressed with the way she was doing it. She had, she was at the bottom of the screen and then at the top of the screen she would have sections of an excel sheet and highlighting and uh identifying different 
pieces of the screen and kind of rotating. And I could see, you know, that sort of video would take some time to put together. And obviously, you know, with all these followers, I'm sure she's very successful and can do it that way. But it gave me some more ideas of you can share a bigger screen by pulling out pieces of it. So just highlighting important pieces of it. So I think there's some opportunities here if we want to explore and dig into it. And, you know, honestly, isn't that supposed to be the fun part? Like getting to do new stuff and experiment with new things. That's the fun part of being online and being uh, an online entrepreneur. So one more thing I want you to check is get on your phone and see how do your emails look if people are looking at your email messages on the phone. Do they resize properly or do they get cut off on the, the margins? Because you want to make sure that people can follow you and get your emails that way that it makes sense. And then um, I'll share this section of the report mentioned that the top three areas that people want to learn about online are cooking, fitness, and entrepreneurship. So if you're in any of those three areas, that could be a really good place to make sure you're jumping in and you've got some online courses uh, and relating to this micro trend, micro learning trend. Um, those are really good ones to focus on. And then my last concept for you today is to think about who is your audience that is listening to you and following you because there is a bit of an age gap on using mobile phones. So millennials and Gen Z, they want short snappy content that they can watch on their phone. And it's possible if that's not your audience this may not be quite as urgent for you, but I will say, you know, my baby boomer students, they really love to use their iPads too. So there's definitely an option here for building in more mobile usage and making sure that you're available in, in places where they can find you and, and get a hold of your stuff. So I want to end with one more statistic from the Thinkific survey and report that I think might inspire you. And that is, it showed that 57% of people decided that they wanted to learn about a topic after they saw the short form content about it on social media. So there is a definitely an opportunity here for you to use this short form content, be sharing it out and have your potential students discovering you and deciding to jump in with you further because they found you from the short form content. So that's it for today. I hope this gave you a pause to think about one of the new trends and figure out like, how can I use this? How does this fit for my students and my course business? How could this change up my marketing? And I'll let you know on some of these things I'm testing out to see how it goes and whether I have any luck with them. <laughs> but thank you so much for following, for listening and jumping in. I appreciate it. If you happen to come across somebody that's asking like, what podcasts do you listen to? If you could share our Course Creators HQ podcast, that would be amazing. And I really appreciate it. Hope you have a terrific week and I will catch you on the next episode. Take care. 